News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, COP28 kicks off today with leaders from all over the world meeting to discuss the climate emergency. Uh, Caroline O'Doherty, environment, environment correspondent with the Irish Independent, it joins us from Dubai. Uh, Caroline, what's up for discussion? What are the key areas for discussion? The key areas, as you'd imagine, are the climate crisis. Now, how that breaks down into is, what do we do about fossil fuels? Now, you would presume, will we just stop using them? But that has never been a stated intention of any of the outcomes of the previous COP. Um, there's you wishy, wishy-washy talk about phasing down the use of them and so on. Uh, I'm not sure that we'll make progress on actually having a definitive statement to stop using them because there are countries that want to keep using fossil fuels and find kind of technological solutions to capture the carbon and all that kind of thing. But um, that is on the agenda. Renewable energy, um, the flip side of that is if we can give a real push to increasing renewable energy output there's talk of some sort of a agreement of tripling renewable energy output by 2030. The practicalities of that are somewhat dubious. Um, it's such a short space of time, and obviously there is a lot of infrastructure to get out. Uh, but it would be a, a very grand intention, I suppose. Okay. Uh, finance is always a huge issue. How do we how do we make money available for countries to adapt to the climate change that's already happening? And how do we deal with the, what they call the loss and damage to the most vulnerable countries who haven't had caused carbon pollution, haven't caused climate change? Uh, how do we get rich countries to cough up for that? Those are some of the main issues. Okay. I can, can, I, can I ask you um, just, just briefly, Leo Varadkar uh, is going to be there. He will make um, our national statements to the conference on Saturday. Any inkling about what he might say? I think you'll say Ireland is doing its bit and is willing to do more and will encourage others to do more. We we, we tend to not stray too far from, you know, the, the EU's position point. Um, we tend to look good um, generally because we have good climate policy, we have good climate law and we have good climate targets. So we tend to be able to kind of shout about that a little bit um, and in comparison with other countries that makes it look good. Good targets, not, not such great statements. results on meeting those targets, some may say. That's Absolutely, that's a problem. But we we tend to go with kind of safe statements when we make these world these world leaders addresses. So, um, so that's due on Saturday, as you say. Um, there tends to be a similarity between a lot of the statements, to be honest. Okay, I'm <laughs> um, sure. And you will be covering those uh, for the Irish Independent uh, over the coming days. Uh, Caroline Doherty, environment correspondent uh, with the Indo. Thank you uh, for joining us from Dubai. Now, a little earlier, I caught up with uh, Mary Donnelly. She's the chair of the Climate, Advi- Climate Change Advisory Council. I began by asking her what her hopes were for the summit. One of the key messages, I believe, that we have to try and drive home at COP28 is that we no longer need to invest in exploration for new oil and gas deposits. We have sufficient to see us through the energy transition into a sustainable energy system. So that's one area that I'd like to see as a result coming out of COP28. Of course, we also have very important issues such as, for example, uh, the loss and damage fund and, of course, the climate finance fund because much of the damage that has been done by climate change has been felt in the poorest and the least developed parts of the world, and they need our support, and they need that support to be delivered rather urgently. And I suppose a final issue that we're looking for, and it's linked to my first comment, is we need to speed up the transition 
to green energy. And in that context, of course, we in Ireland would be one of the leading countries in the world in that respect. In that context, does it depress you that the president of COP, Sultan Ahmed Al-Jabbar, who is also, of course, head of the uh, president of the uh, or, or head of the state oil oil company in the UAE, uh, apparently plans to discuss oil and gas commercial interests uh, during uh, the days that COP is taking place. Does that do you find that depressing and worrying? Well, you know, uh, those who produce oil and gas can talk to colleagues and uh, potential clients at any point in time. It, frankly, in any part of the world, yeah. uh, it's not. It's not a great message. It's not a great start, though, is it? It's not a great message. Well, I think the key issue here is that when we're talking about making this transition, we have to have everybody in the conversation. There's no point in those who are really committed to a green transition sitting in a corner and having their own conference and excluding the petrol states. We have to have them around the table. It's an opportunity to interact with them, to have them understand the importance of the transition. And yes, to support them in their transition, because it's a very real challenge for some of them. Yes, Simon Steele, the UN's top climate official, he said that in an interview, he said world leaders must stop dawdling and start doing on carbon emission cuts. Is he right? Yes, indeed. And one of the important uh, actions that we'll be undertaking in COP this time is what we call the global stock take. Uh, so, you know, when Paris, the Paris Agreement was made, there was a commitment that governments would put forward their plans and that at this COP, we would review the plans of all of the participants to verify, hopefully, that we are on track for uh, 1.5 or a maximum 2 degree uh, temperature increase. That's a big job that we need to do this time. Uh, we will have some challenges in that. We have received plans from most of the participants, but not all. And I can think I can say safely at this stage that the plans we've received are not actually ambitious enough. How is Ireland likely to fare in that global stop take? Does it look at individual countries' records? I believe we will compare quite favourably. We have done uh, you know, very ambitious plans. We've now had our carbon budgets in place. We have our climate action plans in place. And we're starting to see emissions come down. You know, the speed of retrofit, giving people warm homes, that's increasing every week. We see agricultural consumption of fertiliser has dropped quite significantly. Uh, we see recently planning approval for more wind farms so we can have more sustainable electricity. And perhaps one of the most exciting things, I think, in Ireland is that about 500 applications a week are going into the SEAI for rooftop solar. And that means that people like yourself and myself and others are becoming part of the energy transition. You know, we call it the democratization of energy, where we can produce our own energy, we can use it, we can store it and we can sell it. And I think that's a really good trend that we see happening now. It, it is. Uh, but are you being overly positive here is is that very much glass half full i mean the reality is we, we are utterly failing to meet our targets we remain a laggard in in european terms in world terms well we're starting from a difficult position because in fact if you take the comparison to the european level our per capita emissions uh, from a starting point are very high so we really do have a challenge facing us there to catch up with other member states in europe but the implementation of the policies is not fast enough. We need a much greater speed of acceleration uh, for the implementation of our policies to allow people to make the choices that will reduce our 
greenhouse gas emissions. Okay. How do you retain optimism? How do you retain a belief that something seismic is likely to come out of this summit? Well, the option uh, of, of not having something out of the summit, it doesn't bear thinking about. You're absolutely right. We've already touched 1.5, admittedly for a very short period. But if we continue as we currently are going, we will hit 1.5 and we will go beyond it. If I just take the case here in Ireland, we've already seen climate change in action. We've seen the storms, we've seen the rain bombs, we've seen the floods, we've even seen droughts, which is, you know, some might say is a contradiction in terms. But we've seen how climate has changed. Just imagine if you were in a, you know, a Marshall Island, for example, and you see sea level rising to the point where your house is going to disappear. That's the reality that is confronting a lot of people in the world. And the option of not succeeding in COP just doesn't exist. We have to succeed and that's all there's to it. Okay, that was uh, Mary Donnelly, Chair of the Climate Change Advisory Council, talking to me a little early. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.